0: chapter nineteen of childhood by leo tolstoy translated by charles james hogarth eighteen sixty nine to nineteen forty five this LibriVox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter nineteen the evens volodya volodya the evens are just coming i shouted on seeing from the window three boys in blue overcoats and followed by a young tutor advancing along the pavement opposite our house the evens were related to us and of about the same age as ourselves we had made their acquaintance soon after our arrival in moscow the second brother seriosha had dark curly hair a turned-up strongly pronounced nose very bright red lips which never being quite shut showed a row of white teeth beautiful dark blue eyes and an uncommonly bold expression of face he never smiled but was either wholly serious or laughing a clear merry agreeable laugh his striking good looks had captivated me from the first and i felt an irresistible attraction towards him only to see him filled me with pleasure and at one time my whole mental faculties used to be concentrated in the wish that i might do so if three or four days passed without my seeing him i felt listless and ready to cry awake or asleep i was forever dreaming of him on going to bed i used to see him in my dreams and when i had shut my eyes and called up a picture of him i hugged the vision as my choicest delight so much store did i set upon this feeling for my friend that i never mentioned it to anyone nevertheless it must have annoyed him to see my admiring eyes constantly fixed upon him or else he must have felt no reciprocal attraction for he always preferred to play and talk with volodya still even with that i felt satisfied and wished and asked for nothing better than to be ready at any time to make any sacrifice for him likewise over and above the strange fascination which he exercised upon me i always felt another sensation namely a dread of making him angry of offending him of displeasing him was this because his face bore such a haughty expression or because i despising my own exterior overrated the beautiful in others or lastly and most probably because it is a common sign of affection at all events i felt as much fear of him as i did love the first time that he spoke to me i was so overwhelmed with sudden happiness that i turned pale then red and could not utter a word he had an ugly habit of blinking when considering anything seriously as well as of twitching his nose and eyebrows consequently every one thought that this habit marred his face yet i thought it such a nice one that i involuntarily adopted it for myself until a few days after i had made his acquaintance grandmamma suddenly asked me whether my eyes were hurting me since i was winking like an owl never a word of affection passed between us yet he felt his power over me and unconsciously but tyrannically exercised it in all our childish intercourse i used to long to tell him all that was in my heart yet was too much afraid of him to be frank in any way and while submitting myself to his will tried to appear merely careless and indifferent although at times his influence seemed irksome and intolerable to throw it off was beyond my strength i often think with regret of that fresh beautiful feeling of boundless disinterested love which came to an end without having ever found a self-expression or return it is strange how when a child i always longed to be like grown-up people and yet how i have often longed since childhood's days for those days to come back to me many times in my relations with seriosha this wish to resemble grown-up people put a rude check upon the love that was waiting to expand and made me repress it not only was i afraid of kissing him or of taking his hand and saying how glad i was to see him but i even dreaded calling him seriosha and always said sergius as everyone else did in our house any expression of affection would have seemed like evidence of childishness and any one who indulged in it a baby not having yet passed through those bitter experiences which enforce upon older years circumspection and coldness i deprived myself of the pure delight of a fresh childish instinct for the absurd purpose of trying to resemble grown-up people i met the evans in the anteroom welcomed them and then ran to tell grandmamma of their arrival with an expression as happy as though she were certain to be equally delighted then never taking my eyes off Stereotia, i conducted the visitors to the drawing-room and eagerly followed every movement of my favourite when grandmamma spoke too and fixed her penetrating glance upon him i experienced that mingled sensation of pride and solicitude which an artist might feel when waiting for revered lips to pronounce a judgment upon his work with grandmamma's permission the even young tutor herr frost accompanied us into the little back garden where he seated himself upon a bench arranged his legs in a tasteful attitude rested his brass knobbed cane between them lighted a cigar and assumed the air of a man well pleased with himself he was a german but of a very different sort to our good karl ivanitch in the first place he spoke both russian and french correctly though with a hard accent indeed he enjoyed especially among the ladies the reputation of being a very accomplished fellow in the second place he wore a reddish moustache a large gold pin set with a ruby a black satin tie and a very fashionable suit lastly he was young with a handsome self-satisfied face and fine muscular legs it was clear that he set the greatest store upon the latter and thought them beyond compare especially as regards the favour of the ladies consequently whether sitting or standing he always tried to exhibit them in the most favourable light in short he was a type of the young german-russian whose main desire is to be thought perfectly gallant and gentlemanly in the little garden merriment reigned in fact the game of robbers never went better yet an incident occurred which came near to spoiling it seriosha was the robber and in pouncing upon some travellers he fell down and knocked his leg so badly against a tree that i thought the leg must be broken consequently though i was the gendarme and therefore bound to apprehend him i only asked him anxiously when i reached him if he had hurt himself very much nevertheless this threw him into a passion and made him exclaim with fists clenched and in a voice which showed by its faltering what pain he was enduring why whatever is the matter is this playing the game properly you ought to arrest me why on earth don't you do so this he repeated several times and then seeing volodya and the elder even who was taking the part of the travellers jumping and running about the path he suddenly threw himself upon them with a shout and loud laughter to effect their capture i cannot express my wonder and delight at this valiant behaviour of my hero in spite of the severe pain he had not only refrained from crying but had repressed the least symptom of suffering and kept his eye fixed upon the game shortly after this occurrence another boy ilinka grap joined our party we went upstairs and seriosha gave me an opportunity of still further appreciating and taking delight in his manly bravery and fortitude this was how it was ilinka was the son of a poor foreigner who had been under certain obligations to my grandpapa and now thought it incumbent upon him to send his son to us as frequently as possible yet if he thought that the acquaintance would procure his son any advancement or pleasure he was entirely mistaken for not only were we anything but friendly to alinka but it was seldom that we noticed him at all except to laugh at him he was a boy of thirteen tall and thin with a pale bird-like face and a quiet good-tempered expression though poorly dressed he always had his head so thickly pomaded that we used to declare that on warm days it melted and ran down his neck when i think of him now it seems to me that he was a very quiet obliging and good-tempered boy but at the time i thought him a creature so contemptible that he was not worth either attention or pity upstairs we set ourselves to astonish each other with gymnastic tours de force elenka watched us with a faint smile of admiration but refused an invitation to attempt a similar feat saying that he had no strength seriosha was extremely captivating his face and eyes glowed with laughter as he surprised us with tricks which we had never seen before he jumped over three chairs put together turned somersaults right across the room and finally stood on his head on a pyramid of tatishav's dictionaries moving his legs about with such comical rapidity that it was impossible not to help bursting with merriment after this last trick he pondered for a moment blinking his eyes as usual and then went up to ilinka with a very serious face try and do that he said it is not really difficult ilinka observing that the general attention was fixed upon him blushed and said in an almost inaudible voice that he could not do the feat well what does he mean by doing nothing at all what a girl the fellow is he has just got to stand on his head and seriosha took him by the hand yes on your head at once this instant this instant everyone shouted as we ran upon ilinka and dragged him to the dictionaries despite his being visibly pale and frightened leave me alone you are tearing my jacket cried the unhappy victim but his exclamations of despair only encouraged us the more we were dying with laughter while the green jacket was bursting at every seam volodya and the eldest even took his head and placed it on the dictionaries while seriosha and i seized his poor thin legs his struggles had stripped them upwards to the knees and with boisterous laughter held them upright the youngest even superintending his general equilibrium suddenly a moment of silence occurred amid our boisterous laughter a moment during which nothing was to be heard in the room but the panting of the miserable ilinka. it occurred to me at that moment that after all there was nothing so very comical and pleasant in all this now that's a boy cried seriosha giving ilinka a smack with his hand Ilinka said nothing but made such desperate movements with his legs to free himself that his foot suddenly kicked seriosha in the eye with the result that letting go of ilinka's leg and covering the wounded member with one hand seriosha hit out at him with all his might with the other one of course ilinka's leg slipped down as sinking exhausted to the floor and half suffocated with tears he stammered out why should you bully me so the poor fellow's miserable figure with its streaming tears ruffled hair and crumpled trousers revealing dirty boots touched us a little and we stood silent and trying to smile Saryosha was the first to recover himself what a girl what a baby he said giving ilinka a slight kick he can't take things in fun a bit well get up then you are an utter beast that's what you are said ilinka turning miserably away and sobbing oh oh would it still kick and show temper then cried seriosha seizing a dictionary and throwing it at the unfortunate boy's head apparently it never occurred to ilinka to take refuge from the missile he merely guarded his head with his hands well that's enough now added seriosha with a forced laugh you deserve to be hurt if you can't take things in fun now let's go downstairs i could not help looking with some compassion at the miserable creature on the floor as his face buried in the dictionary he lay there sobbing almost as though he were in a fit well, sergius i said why have you done this Well, you did it too besides i did not cry this afternoon when i knocked my leg and nearly broke it true enough i thought ilinka is a poor whining sort of a chap while seriosha is a boy a real boy never occurred to my mind that possibly poor ilinka was suffering far less from bodily pain than from the thought that five companions for whom he may have felt a genuine liking had for no reason at all combined to hurt and humiliate him i cannot explain my cruelty on this occasion why did i not step forward to comfort and protect him where was the pitifulness which often made me burst into tears at the sight of a young bird fallen from its nest or of a puppy being thrown over a wall or of a chicken being killed by the cook for soup can it be that the better instinct in me was overshadowed by my affection for seriosha and the desire to shine before so brave a boy? If so, how contemptible were both the affection and the desire? They alone form dark spots on the pages of my youthful recollections. End of chapter nineteen recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.